But the fact is that I felt hungry, I felt miserable, and I was constantly obsessing over this. I have to control what I'm eating because this is the only thing that I can control right now. I cannot control the physical activity. I cannot control injury right now because it's so unpredictable and so on and so on. And I felt like this was the only thing that I could control. But <laughs> honestly, I was not controlling anything. Food was controlling me. Are you ready to start believing all things are possible? Create the absolute best version of yourself and find your own definition of healthy inside and out. Welcome to the Make It Personal podcast. I'm your host, Dorotea, and together we will cover the topics all about mindset, self-development, self-confidence, and self-love, combined with nutrition and movement to help you discover your personal balance of body and mind. There is no one size fits all to anything, and connecting to your personal self is the only way to go. Let mindset be your best friend, no matter what you choose to do. It's time you finally create that version of yourself you keep dreaming about. Let's make it personal. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the new episode. Welcome back to the podcast. First of all, I think I owe you, I mean, I don't owe anyone any kind of apology, but I do think it's important to mention, to kind of explain why there was a two weeks gap prior to the previous episode that you listened to Monday. So if you've been following me on social media, you would know that I have been in Croatia for the past, I would say, six weeks. And honestly, this was supposed to be just like a two weeks trip that ended up being something much longer than that. And the last two weeks of those six weeks were definitely something that was so overbooked. And I simply did not have time or, you know, mental capacity or emotional capacity or whatever else. So I actually intentionally took kind of, let's say, a social media break. And this wasn't planned and it wasn't something that was 100% intentional but it came to a point where you know the last episode that you listened to last Monday that episode was actually pre-recorded two weeks prior to posting and I remember myself recording that episode and the moment I hit stop on record I knew that I simply had no energy or any type of like emotional capacity considering everything else that was going on in in my private life at that point and at that moment that was the moment when I realized okay we have to take a short break because there are much more important things going on in your life just to clarify nothing bad is happening actually so many exciting things are happening and I think that my mind still can't comprehend half of it what's going on and what has happened in the past two weeks prior to me coming back from Croatia to Switzerland but I'll keep you up updated when everything will be like set in stone and you know concrete so anyways just wanted to give you some sort of not an apology but if you need to consider this an apology then consider it an apology but more like an explanation why there was a two weeks gap of no new episode posted on the podcast but I'm back now and we've been back from the previous week that was just a pre-recorded episode and let's just dive into today's episode so today's episode is going to be a talk about a theme 
that you are either ready for or you're not ready for to hear it. It's a talk about a diet culture and a diet culture that has like a toxic type of undertone, let's say. And as I said, this is definitely a talk that you're either ready for or you're not. And I can, from my own personal experience, tell you that for the longest time, I was definitely not ready to hear the truth behind, you know, the diet culture and everything that goes with it. But I think that for the first time when I was ready for this conversation was around eight months ago or so. But ever since then, my life has drastically changed in the sense of my own health journey. And I have never, but never, (laughs) never throughout my whole life felt as free and as healthy in a way as well, like physically, but also emotionally and mentally and everything that goes with it. So wherever you are in your health journey, whether you're ready for this conversation or not, just try to listen to this episode with a very open mind and take out of this episode what speaks to you the most, of course, as always. But this is a conversation I truly believe that we all are going to be ready for. Maybe you're ready for it already right now, especially if you're listening to this episode. But also, I think that this is something that majority of us are getting more and more ready to talk about it and listen to it. So before we get super deep into this topic, I'm going to read you a definition of what is exactly a diet culture so that then we can proceed from there. So I took this definition online. So I'm just gonna read it to you. Diet culture is the pervasive belief that appearance and body shape are more important than physical, psychological, and general well-being. It's the idea that controlling your body, particularly your diet, by limiting what and how much you eat is normal. Diet culture indirectly distracts you from your pleasure, your purpose, and your power by oppressing those who do not fit within the system's ideals of health. Diet culture tells you that your body's primary function is to look a certain way, separating you from trusting your body, respecting your body, and valuing your body for what it is and what it can do. Okay, so this was the definition and pretty much what it says is like kind of a belief that how we look like is more important than anything else. But it truly goes much, much deeper than that. And we're going to try to unravel this in today's episode. So I'm going to start this topic with sharing how exactly my awakening started and how I realized that what I thought was healthy was actually far from healthy and it was borderline unhealthy of how I was living or how I was treating my body or thinking I have to do this and that in order to be healthy and so on. So the first episode that I shared on this podcast was all about my story and how I started my health journey. And if you've listened to that episode, then you know the whole story. But even if you didn't, let's just put it this way. My whole health journey started with me trying to lose weight. And don't get me wrong, with everything that we are going to be talking about today, there is actually you know, with let's say 80% of everything coming from nutrition science and science-based knowledge, nothing is wrong with that. But the question is how we use it or more to say how we abuse it. That being said, there is really nothing wrong with, you know, you trying to lose weight and feel better in your own skin and be healthier and more active and, you know, having more energy or whatnot. Like there is absolutely nothing wrong with weight loss. 
and that is exactly how my health journey started when I was losing weight like drastically losing weight in the beginning I was never really actually counting calories I was just trying to implement healthy habits and and the weight just kept melting away and if we look at it from the science base like yeah obviously I was in some sort of a energetic calorie deficit I'm not going to state that it was opposite in any sort of way but I just want to clarify that I was really never counting calories so my initial focus was trying to implement healthy habits and move on from there and then we go kind of let's say to the beginning of 2021 so this is like a year and a half ago and this is the time when calorie deficit was becoming more and more we're gonna say trend but I know the calorie deficit is not a trend this is something that is science-based and I completely agree with that but when I say trend I mean that it was something that was more and more prevalent everywhere like in every social media everyone was talking about it every fitness influencer coach whatever everyone was you just need a calorie deficit you just you just need a calorie deficit so it truly became something so engraved into our mind and you know how it is with all trends once again I don't think this is a trend but what I mean by that is specifically that it was everywhere and when something is everywhere we usually tend to follow this because you know we as people are like that and I'm nowhere near super different from you so there was a trend of calorie deficit and this was the first time where I intentionally started counting calories like a lot let's say and it was not something that was burdening me a lot and I felt okay with it okay I was not counting calories super constantly it was something you know that I would do here and there I would see a result and then I would probably stop counting calories and overall like I think I pretty much had healthy eating habits from before and counting calories was something that was just affirming me that I was going in the right direction so I would just check with it and then drop it and move on with like a normal type of eating and working out so I was let's just put it this way like I was never really really counting calories and being like super drastic about it but I was definitely focused on having to constantly lose weight and to look better and to look leaner and way less and all of those like physical attribute stuff okay and then we're going to fast forward to my injury which I had around let's say October of 2021 when this injury happened this was the time where I could not do any type of physical activity this injury was painful to a point where it was difficult for me to even walk without pain to sit without pain when the pain was at a peak the 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 thing that I could do most to be as pain-free as I could was just to lie and rest and give my body a rest that it needed so I knew having studied nutrition science and how you know losing weight works I knew that my physical activity level was pretty much non-existent and I knew that if even if I like not necessarily wanted to lose weight but just not to gain weight at that point I had to be more careful about how much I eat and let's just put it this way I pretty much freaked out on a whole another level and I started counting calories really obsessively and this was honestly the beginning of my crash and the beginning of me realizing how diet culture can influence us in a very very negative way so when 
when you are stuck in diet culture, food is the thing that controls your life because you are constantly thinking about food and body and food is something that becomes a source of stress and anxiety and being there wherever you were at a certain moment but never being really present, okay? And these are the main signs of diet culture being engraved into your mind and I started noticing them a lot. I remember I was in so much pain from my injury and I was already stressing about how am I going to heal myself? When will the pain go away? I didn't know, you know, what was the pain from at that point, like everything was super blurry and not really clear about what was going on in my body. And I was already stressing about my injury. But then on top of that, I was stressing even more because I was like, I have to eat less. Oh my God, I overstepped my calories by like, I don't know, 100 calories. And the thing is that I actually felt so hungry all the time. When you look at the numbers, I was in um, calorie maintenance. I really didn't want to go to calorie deficit. I was in a calorie maintenance, but I pretty much went overnight from being someone who was teaching multiple yoga classes per day, uh, working out, following my own uh, workout schedule, being active, you know, walking around. So I was burning a lot of calories. Therefore, I was able to eat a lot more on a daily basis. And then overnight, it flipped to lowering my calorie intake by like, I don't know, let's say 500 to 700 calories. And when you look at the numbers, that was the number that I needed at the time, like science-based calorie maintenance, because my physical activity went from like bazillion to zero, let's put it that way. But I was constantly hungry because my body was not used to it. My body was used to, you know, you're an active person, you usually eat much more. And, you know, I don't know, was this like a shock of my body or was this like also emotional stress added to it? It could be both, honestly. But the fact is that I felt hungry, I felt miserable, and I was constantly obsessing over this. I have to control what I'm eating because this is the only thing that I can control right now. I cannot control the physical activity. I cannot control injury right now because it's so unpredictable and so on and so on and I felt like this was the only thing that I could control but (laughs) honestly I was not controlling anything food was controlling me And as I mentioned, since I couldn't really do much but rest in bed for months upon months, the only thing that I could do was read. And I read a lot, (laughs) let's put it that way. And, you know, majority of books were different types of books like personal development, blah, blah, blah. But then one book ended up in my hands. And I actually haven't even read this book till the end, not because it's not good, but because it was actually triggering me so much that I had to stop but this was the book that helped me realize how much diet culture was affecting me and my life and there was one sentence that actually made me realize how much my relationship with food at that point was messed up even though I thought that I was living a healthy lifestyle for years upon years so I shared this sentence on my social media and this is how the sentence goes when you're in diet mentality you don't have time 
to give attention to the real problems in your life. Now let that sentence sink in and I'm gonna get into depth of it. When you're in diet mentality, when you're constantly thinking about food and calories and how you look like or did you lose weight, did you gain weight, whatever your goal might be, you're constantly worrying about what you're eating, about calories and then when your thoughts are constantly around the food, you're not giving attention to the real, let's say, problems or challenges or whatever else that might be going on in your life. Because when I was worrying about calories, I couldn't really focus on healing this injury and being pain-free and finding a way to feel emotionally good and have a clear mind and to find my strong myself again. I was worrying more about calorie intake rather than feeling strong and healthy. And how messed up is that? So this sentence was truly, I'm going to repeat it once again. When you're in diet mentality, you don't have time to give attention to the real problems in your life. So once again, this sentence was the beginning of a crash of everything I thought was healthy and me deciding to approach my healthy lifestyle a completely different way. And ever since then, this was truly a domino effect. And what I can tell you is that one belief about what healthy truly meant after the other has been just changed with another belief let's put it that way and I have been living let's say a food freedom for the past eight months and what I can tell you from it is that I have never been healthier happier saw clearer picture and had better focus on my vision of my goals on everything and anything in my life and in the end healing from my physical injury and getting stronger this was just an additional boost for me to never ever again focus on how I look like or what I weigh but rather on how I feel like and what I can do what is my body capable of and how I at the end of the day feel inside myself so meaning either emotionally or what my body is capable of doing and so on so this is more or less my story and how I realized that my healthy was actually unhealthy but now we get to a point where you're probably asking yourself how can you know if if how you live your, you know, let's say healthy lifestyle, is it more unhealthy than healthy? So we're going to unravel what the diet culture says versus what is actually the truth. So the diet culture says that you have to look healthy to be healthy. Okay, let's just take a moment to take this in. You have to look healthy in order to be healthy versus where the truth is that health cannot be determined by outward appearance. Yeah, scientifically if you have a big fat percentage of your total mass that you weigh you might have a bigger risk of developing certain issues but not necessarily but you having a bigger percentage doesn't necessarily mean that you are unhealthy you know this is what diet culture keeps telling us you have to look a certain way to be healthy and so on but at the end of the day us humans we come in many different sizes in many different shapes and none of us is the same and 
thinking that there is this ideal type of body that we all have to fit in and that this only this type of body is healthy is very very wrong and very not sustainable you know and if you do look a certain way that was conditioned to believe that is this perfect body you're kind of privileged and actually majority of people don't look like the ideal body so you have to let go of this belief that in order to be healthy you have to look healthy meaning that you have to look a certain way because this is far from the truth when us nutritionists first of all look how is your health you look what's going on inside of you so meaning like what is your muscle uh, mass percentage what is your fat percentage what is the situation with your hormones and how are your certain glands working and so on and so on and then when you take doctors like they for sure when they run certain tests like tests are always about what's going on inside your body not outside your body so this is the first thing then the next thing is what diet culture says is that being healthy is only about what you eat and this is not wrong that being healthy is about what you eat but health comes in a much bigger spectrum and it actually includes mind as well as body and when you look at it like what is more important to you when do you feel better do you feel better when your body is performing in an elite type of way you're super strong but your mind is struggling or do you feel better when you just feel happy and you cannot wait to do things that you love no matter how you look like when do you feel happier who is happier a depressed bodybuilder that has like five percent fat or an overweight girl who is just happy and passionate about her life so mind actually is more important than your body and when you take care of your mind there is nothing that your body cannot do and this is why focusing on what's going on inside you is much more important than focusing on what's going on outside you meaning your appearance and how you look like because at the end of the day there is nothing that a strong mind cannot do but if you have a weak mind you will struggle a lot then the next thing the diet culture also says is that you cannot trust yourself when it comes to food and this is something that i hear a lot especially from people who are overweight they tend to say oh i cannot trust myself because i cannot stop myself what i'm eating i cannot control what i'm eating let's put it this way like i have to control how much i'm intaking of food because my signals are kind of damaged but like first of all your body is designed in a way that is going to send you signals of first of all hunger and then fullness but also signals of cravings for a reason uh, when you crave certain foods it can also indicate that there's a lack of something going on in your body but let's put that to the side you know the reason why you say that you cannot trust your body's signals is because you have been neglecting them for years upon years by going on different types of diets and confusing your body body signals and not just confusing ignoring your body signals and that's why you feel like your body cannot signal you the proper way but your body can signal you the proper way and it is doing so but also it takes a little bit of work here to distinguish what is the difference between emotional hunger and real physical hunger and i truly believe that by us being on different types of diets throughout the years and so on we have truly 
use in a wrong type of way our emotional hunger signals and we have abused them and this is why we feel that everything is out of whack and yeah it's going to feel scary in the beginning to let go of diet mentality and to build this trust it's just the same as relationships you know when there was a trust in the beginning and then if the trust is broken in some sort of way it takes time for this trust to be built again so you need to give time to your body to build trust again and give your body what it needs when it sends you a signal for hunger but also a signal for fullness so if if your body's sending you signals for fullness but you go overboard and you're like oh but i still want to finish this plate because i don't want to waste food like no 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 you have to build trust with your body that it can signal the hunger just the same as fullness okay then let's move on to another thing that diet culture says diet culture says that food is just fuel but the truth is that food represents so much more it's not just fuel it is something that if we look just culturally this is something that we can connect with it connects us to a certain culture it can bring us pleasure enjoyment and so many other different types of things it's definitely not just fuel if it were that it is just fuel we would just eat chicken and rice with no spices like okay if you really want to prove to yourself that food is just fuel okay then from now on don't spice your food don't put salt in it just eat the food for the sake of being it a fuel and tell me how long you're going to last because food is fuel but it is so much more than that it is here to bring us some sort of enjoyment in our life and at the end of the day connect us to something bigger than us which is i don't know a culture or connecting with your family members and so on and so on moving on i'm gonna give some other examples of what a diet culture includes so it includes labeling food as either good or bad there is no in between and if you ask for advice from a very good nutritionist about a certain food if this nutritionist gives you an answer it depends then you know that this nutritionist is a good one let's put it that way so no good nutritionist will ever tell you like don't eat that or you should only eat that the the good nutritionist will or dietitian however you want to call them depending where you live i know that there is a difference between that in america and united kingdom but uh, in majority of europe i think that nutritionists equal dietitians but that's that's another topic okay so when i say nutritionist i mean like both nutritionists and dietitians so no good nutritionist will ever tell you that some sort of food is good for you or bad for you it will tell you it depends what is your goal what do you want and every food can find a place on your plate and this is actually a term that is being talked more and more about and it's called food neutrality meaning that we will not label food as necessarily good or necessarily bad and I'm going to give you some examples what labeling food as good or bad has done. So, for example, when you look at a fruit smoothie, what is your first thought? The healthy mindset will say, this is a delicious, healthy option made from fruits and I'm going to enjoy it. But damaged type of mindset will say, oh, but this type of smoothie has a little bit too much sugars, even though the sugars are from fruits. Like, can we stop? Can we just stop saying that sugars from 
fruits are bad but okay the 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 damage type of mindset will say oh there is too much sugars in that i think i should substitute a fruit smoothie with a green smoothie the next example yogurt and when i say yogurt it can be like a, a regular one or a fruit one the healthy mindset will say oh this is a great low calorie snack with lots of probiotics for me let me take that and a damaged relationship with food type of mindset will say oh but this is a fruit yogurt i think i should only eat plain greek yogurt because it has less sugar and more protein and i'm not saying that plain greek yogurt doesn't have less sugar and more protein it obviously does but one is not necessarily healthier or better than the other one the next example white rice so the healthy mindset will say oh this is great option great easy option for a side dish with my lunch or dinner that is already like packed with proteins and vegetables and so on versus a damaged type of relationship with food type of mindset is going to say oh but rice has nothing but bad once again like the person will say bad carbs meaning non-complex carbs i should just eat cauliflower rice instead like what so these are just some of examples, but I can continue with these type of examples till the break of dawn, let's put it that way. This is just to show you that when you label food as good or bad, this is a sign that you have a damaged relationship with food. Moving on of examples of what diet culture includes as well. Earning food following a workout. This includes you stating something like, oh, I work out this morning, so I guess I can treat myself to this donut. Like, no, you can eat a donut whenever you want, if you're craving it, if you really want to eat a donut. But if you have a feeling that you have to first do a workout, punish yourself, like first of all, your mind is going to connect working out with punishment. So that's already a bad start. But then you also thinking that you deserve a treat after your punishment. Do you see where I'm going with this? You don't need to burn a bazillion of calories in order for you to eat a slice of pizza or eat a donut like if you've been eating healthy all your day like having nutrient dense uh, meals for both breakfast and lunch and dinner and then at the dinner time you want to eat one donut like you don't have to ask yourself oh did i work out this morning so that i can have a donut no you can include all food in your diet i promise you that and as a result you're actually gonna have a much healthier relationship with food I know it seems backwards, especially if you're coming with a diet mentality type of mindset, but when you decide that you can have all the foods whenever you want, you stop craving them. It's absurd, but it is this way and it seems upside down. But when you allow yourself to eat whatever you want, like I'm not stating that you're going to be benching yourself, but when you allow yourself, like if you crave something, let's say once a month, I don't know, if you crave a donut, if you just tell yourself, oh, you know what, I'm just going to eat this donut, whatever. And I'm pretty sure we all have uh, these types of friends that they eat everything, but they are just petite and small and they don't gain weight and when you look at them like the, the reason the reason why they don't gain weight is usually because when they crave something they allow it for themselves and they don't overeat on it and they don't binge on it and when you tell yourself that you're not allowing something to yourself up until the moment that you deserve it you're actually creating a feeling of lack and when you lack something then you want it even more 
then moving on what else diet culture includes it includes feeling guilt or shame for eating it includes suppressing your appetite with uh, caffeine uh, nicotine 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 i don't know how to pronounce that in english water etc meaning that you will ignore your body signals go back to what i was talking about previously what happens when you ignore your body signals they become messed up moving on uh, diet culture also includes feeling unworthy due to how your body looks like because we have been taught that you know it's okay to hate our bodies because they don't look like the ideal healthy how they say type and we have been taught that hating our bodies is actually humble and normal and you should only love yourself if you look a certain way and anything else out of this picture should be considered you just don't care about your health or whatnot. What else does diet culture include? It includes that when you look thin or fit, no matter if you work out or not, this equals that you're putting in a hard work, that you're disciplined, that you have a willpower. And actually, when you look at it in like movies, people in larger bodies are usually portrayed as like a silly, funny or lazy type of friend, you know? And this is also diet culture because how can you say that a thin person who has never stepped in the gym, not a day in her life, is more hardworking and disciplined than an overweight person who is in the gym every single day? You cannot equalize how someone looks like with hard work or discipline. Other types of examples are praising weight loss, telling people, oh, now you look good. Now you lost weight. Like, let's just stop praising weight loss because we don't know what really going on behind the scenes. Like maybe someone lost weight in a healthy way, but maybe someone starved to death and feels miserable emotionally. Like rather compliment, like when you see someone glowing and being happy, and confident and it does include a weight loss like don't say like oh you look good rather say oh wow you radiate confidence right now you look so happy right now this is a much better alternative other types of examples of that culture cheat day i'm sorry but what what, what is a cheat day it's just an excuse to like you over binge on all the things that you have been craving for a week. For a week, you have been ignoring your body's signals, your hunger signals, and now the cheat day comes and now you can just even more ignore your body's signals and over binge. Cheat day has no space in a healthy mindset regarding relationship with food. A healthy mindset and a healthy relationship with food will include you listening to your body's signals, whether it means to eat less on a certain day, whether it means to eat a craving a certain day. Then other types of examples of diet culture also go <laughs> go beyond our own mindset. And it, it is like so integrated into our society, whereas doctors now will prescribe you having to lose weight prior to them diagnosing or treating a condition because they will just say, you know, you have these symptoms because you are overweight how about you lose the weight and then i'm going to run the blood tests like no sorry 
but no and i i have actually <laughs> i have actually changed doctors because of that and what ended up happening like this was long time ago in the past but what ended up happening when i came to my doctor that i have right now in croatia and i love her to pieces when i came to her what she did was immediately prescribed me like eight types of checkups with different types of blood tests and screenings and stuff like that and we found out the problem and it like let me tell you it was not the access of my way and this is why it's so important to do, like run away from these type of doctors like run away um moving on <laughs> moving on with examples of diet culture it can include clean eating what is a clean eating like i'm sorry what are you trying to clean yourself from or saying like oh i'm going to clean eat to detox my body you have a liver i don't know if you know this but the only thing that detoxes your body is your liver if there is something wrong with your liver then yes or any type of other health condition if you have like yes then you need a specific diet i'm not saying that but if you are generally a healthy person with a healthy liver liver is the only thing you need for you to detox your body okay moving on diet culture also includes like different types of weight loss products or foods that are declared as a weight loss product and this is honestly just a waste of money i could honestly go on with what diet culture includes but i think that we covered the, the most important ones and as you can hear from everything that i've stated so far the harm of diet culture like first of all it starts with your mindset but the harm of diet culture is much bigger than that it slowly but surely creeps in and becomes harmful to your health because it's something that is normalizing disordered eating and when you say disordered eating this means that you're not listening to your body signals once again we are all different and we are all going to have different body signals for both hunger and fullness and when you're not listening to your body signals you're actually normalizing a disorder eating which can it doesn't necessarily have to but it can lead to having some sort of a true case scenario eating disorder harm of diet culture is also that is going to dominate your thoughts and is going to steal joy and time from your life by putting the focus on numbers calories how you look like instead of what you can do and instead of you focusing on the things that truly matter in your life um, diet culture is going to increase guilt and shame you know you feeling guilty because you ate a bad food or you feeling shame because you don't fit into an ideal type of body and slowly but surely is going to destroy your relationship with food and it can actually make your digestion even worse and you're going to start considering exercise as a punishment and not something that is here to better yourself and as i stated in i think this was like two episodes before uh when i was talking about how the only health goal should be how you feel like and not how you look like or what is the number on your scale like exercising is here to better you in like in a physical way but not in the appearance type of way in a physical way meaning that you will have more energy that you will be able to jump higher or lift more on or stretch more or anything else and you will not see it as punishment whereas when you don't have an ideal type and you're trying to reach it and you're trying all of these tools and you're like punish 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 i have to do this i have to do this to you know reach this ideal and then i I will be healthy and then I will be happy like no let's just no <laughs> okay and 
And now that we've come to almost an end, I know that, first of all, realizing that you, we, whoever, uh, have a messed up relationship with food as something that is difficult to accept and it's difficult to digest because we have been taught all of these things and these things are so integrated into our society and everything we do and everywhere we go, this is what we're being sold. And I know how difficult this is. And as I said in the beginning, you're either ready for this conversation or not. And I know that accepting that you have, like if you found yourself in just one symptom, let's say symptom of things that I stated that includes diet culture, then I'm sorry to break it to you, but you do have a messed up relationship with food. Maybe it's not severe. Maybe it's just gentle, but every problem starts out as something not severe. And if you don't react to it on time, it's going to become worse. So even if you have like, let's say one or two symptoms, I think it's okay for you to look at it from a different angle and see how you can improve it. And if on another side, you checked off all the symptoms. And when I realized these things about myself, about my type of relationship with food, I think I checked off like 99% of things I just stated here. Okay. And I know how difficult this can be, but I promise you that you can feel free. <laughs> you can feel so free. And I can assure you that life can be so much more than just how you look like or the number on a scale. So what you can focus on instead right now to truly find your health and to start deprogramming your diet culture mindset, because no healing is linear and you will not deprogram something that has been engraved into your mind for decades upon decades. It won't happen overnight, but you can slowly but surely start implementing certain things. First of all, I, I just I have to say this, but ditch the calorie counting. Like if we talk about evolution, we have been designed and we have been given these signals of hunger and fullness and we just have to learn how to listen to them. So ditch the calorie counting because also I know that with calorie counting, we are stated that we have to eat certain types of calories every single day the same, but actually this will fluctuate from day to day. And I don't know if you're a woman and if you have your period, your body is going to be craving 300 to 500 calories more and when you are like you think to yourself but this is my calorie deficit i have to eat this way and your body is like increasing metabolism during that time of month it doesn't work that way and even if you're a man you won't have the same calorie needs every single day i know this is super scary but i promise you that once you ditch the calorie counting this is when you will actually start focusing more on healthy eating habits and listening to your body's signals meaning focusing on intuitive eating so so this is what intuitive eating means, listening to what your body needs. But this doesn't mean like going hardcore on fast foods or sugary stuff. No, no, no. Like this means like I'm pretty sure you have healthy eating habits. You know how to eat healthy. And unless you're a professional athlete that has to have everything perfect regarding numbers that they are intaking, as you're someone who 
bit recreational and knows how to more or less eat healthy, just try to focus on creating better eating habits. Let's put it that way. Focus on having your plate include all the macronutrients and micronutrients, protein, carbs, healthy fats, and having like veggies or fruits and so on. Try to focus rather on that. Try to focus on giving the hydration to your body that it needs. And slowly but surely, like also if it feels super scary to ditch the calorie counting immediately, I'm pretty sure that if you are calorie counting for some time now, you already know what is okay. Let's say what is okay for you to eat, meaning that you know what are the calories for a certain thing. And for those things that you know, what you can do is not count calories, like let go. And then if you eat like something new or make a new recipe, if you want to check, this is actually how I started. So I started with just checking on things that I was like making new recipes and stuff like that. And then slowly but surely when I was increasing my better eating healthy habit, then I dropped the calorie counting completely. Then what you can also focus on instead to truly find your health and the program your diet culture mindset include low impact exercise like walking and also listen to your body when your body's super tired and we've been taught like but the discipline we have to show up in the gym like like yeah okay if you feel lazy that day and you really don't want to go to the gym but your body feels okay go to the gym okay this is a good healthy discipline but if you feel like your body's so tired and you just really don't feel like going to the gym rather go out for a walk this is going to reinforce a better and a healthier relationship with fitness as well where you won't see exercise as punishment but you will see it as something as bettering your health and sometimes bettering your health will include hardcore workouts and sometimes bettering your health will mean resting or including lower impact type of exercise what else you can do just unfollow anyone on social media that triggers your diet culture the amount of people I had to unfollow is mm, we're talking in hundreds and I don't necessarily have to have anything against this person but it was more like if something was triggering me in a bad type of way like if something triggers you in a good type of way like don't unfollow those people when you know someone is triggering like if this whole episode is triggering you because it's making you realize that you have a messed up relationship with food maybe you don't want to unfollow people like that okay but if someone is you know making you feel worse about how you look like or telling you like oh hard work discipline blah 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 just unfollow like you have the control over this you have a control over what you intake and what you see on social media and you can make your social media presence something very pleasant and not necessarily something that will trigger you in a bad negative type of way as well as in social media then also in your real life seek out rather supportive relationships that are going to to be understanding of this whole process and that are going to be there for you let's put it that way no matter what's going on with with yourself set boundaries of what is okay for you and what is not and the most important of it all is just be gentle with yourself as i said previously healing is not linear you will not deprogram your diet culture mindset overnight there will be ups and downs more downs than ups but if you look at the big picture after some time you're going to realize how 
far you've come. So just be gentle with yourself and focus on what your body can do instead of how it looks like. Stop labeling the foods as good or bad. Focus on intuitive eating and along the way just educate yourself on different types of health because humans are supposed to come in a diverse range of sizes and not just one body. <sighs> this was this was a really um a packful, do you say that? <laughs> episode, but I think it's so important and I think it's going to help a lot of people. For the end of this episode, if you know and if this is helping you, that's great. But if you know anyone who needs help regarding this topic, send this episode to him. Not because of me, not because of, you know, sharing my podcast or whatnot. I I, I don't care. Like I care, but it, when we are talking about this topic, I think it's so important. Like if someone opened my eyes years ago, it would save me years of being stuck in diet culture. And this is why it's important. So if you know anyone who needs this episode, just forward this episode to him or her. Send a heart and just say, I thought of you. I thought this could help you. And I love you. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Because at the end of the day, what's important is that we all feel healthy and good in both our mind and our body. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and talk to you next week. Bye.